0: your host ryan gable and you're tuned in to the secret teachings on the fringe fm if you'd like to contact the show you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com find us on social media facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings And check our website out at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can access the archive of all of our past shows Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. You can also find my books there, top news stories, and much more at www.thesecretteachings.info. The music tonight is mostly by White Bat Audio. As some of you might be able to tell, I mixed up the introduction a little bit put a new sound clip into the intro, that last part about love, which is from a movie called I.O. we talked about on Monday. And that last song there that I cut in to bring us into the show is a white bat audio. Some of the other music we'll play on the show going into the final break in the second hour is from Secession Studios. And we'll also play music on occasion from COAG, C-O-A-G. You can find all three of those sources, all three of those artists on YouTube and check out their content. They've been nice enough to let us use their stuff royalty free and it is non-copyrighted. So that's the music we have on the show. If you listen to the show Monday, you might have realized that it tied in, it was like part of a tapestry. I said it tied in with Thursday's show and Friday's show and If I sat down and I looked at all the shows, let's just say for this year, the last month and a half, I could probably find a thread that weaves each and every one of those shows together. And that's usually what, if you talk to any radio host or a podcaster who does a show more than once a week, a lot of them will say that they just kind of weave the shows together. They're all connected. And not just because it's the same host and it's a it's a very similar theme based on whatever the show theme is, but because I've always said I I don't really care where I start. I could start on the subject of food. I was going to talk about food tonight because KFC has this plan to like bio three D print meat for their restaurants, and I thought that's an interesting thing we we could talk about that and how KFC has. I don't know if you heard this KFC has their own gaming console coming out where you can like fry chicken while you play the game. I don't know if it I don't know if it powers the like the 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 fryer powers the gaming system but like I thought that was an interesting uh uh subject that we could talk about on the show. But what what I do is I just let information come to me. I just feel what seems right. Some people would call that when something that feels right comes to you, people might call that synchronistic. They might refer to it in some ways as as, as synchro mysticism. If it it has um, more magical elements as it would be perceived to it, others might consider it to just be, you know, divine intervention. I don't consider it to be any of that. I just consider it to be, Intuition, but you can define intuition as any of these things. And intuition in the magical tradition is what comes down from above and we pour that intuition into the cup or the chalice. Now if you read about witchcraft or pagan practices or various ceremonial ritual practices around the world, you get the very these very similar ideas, these very similar concepts about what represents the material world, what represents the astral or the etheric world, what represents the, the four elements. You see the four repeated over and over again, four elements, four directions, four seasons. The four horses of the apocalypse are essentially the four seasons. The, the black horse is the fall. The pale horse is the winter. The white horse is spring, and the red horse is the summer. Uh, and you can even relate this to the red and the black and the different suits in the regular deck of playing cards. But tarot cards have become very popular. And tarot, although I, I enjoy uh, looking at the symbols of tarot, um, I've got a couple tarot decks. I've got the classic uh, rider deck. And then for my birthday this year, uh, my partner Hope got me a crow tarot deck, which is really really cool. Uh, every card is a is a crow doing something different. It's very it's very very highly symbolic. So tarot cards, you know how, how we break tarot cards down into the major and the minor. We break tarot cards down. You have the wands, the swords, the cups, the pinnacles. And so if you if you've read like Israel Rigardi, or if you've you've read I don't know Eliphas Levi, or you've read Manly P Hall, or Edward White, or any magician or any magical text you, you you start to accumulate knowledge of what these symbols mean and for some of you it might be immediate some it might take a while to really understand it and we always we always you know learn new things you know even if we pick up an old book whether it's be, it's old because it's you know or time or because you've read it before we can learn new things every time we re- we can get new perspectives because our perception of the world changes we have new experiences we grow etc so when you think about that intuition that comes down as we perceive it it comes down in magical practices the cup is a symbol of the womb of man that is impregnated if you will by the intuitions of the gods so Prometheus comes down and brings fire to man. Now, through the intuition, which is a non-material thing, but we represent it with a cup or with a chalice, maybe even with a bowl. And I was talking about that with the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is a giant bowl, a giant vessel that we pour all of this energy into. And then we focus that energy on the sigils and the symbols of the halftime show and the commercials and the game itself. And that energizes those sigils and then whatever it is, the, int- the intention might be behind those that put the sigils or the symbols there, that intention perhaps manifests as a result of that. We'll talk a little bit more about that tonight. But you have the intuition. It comes into the cup. It comes into the chalice. It comes into the bowl. So with that intuition then comes the mind, which is partly material but more still immaterial. It's kind of on the border between the two worlds, the physical and the spiritual, if you will. So from intuition into the cup comes the mind, and the mind is, as we say, sharp, if someone has a sharp mind. So the mind is often represented by the sword, which cuts through the air. In some traditions, people associate the sword with fire. I I tend to do that myself because I see it more like Mars. I see it more like war. I see it more like fire and aggression. But uh, a, a lot of people will associate it with air because it cuts through the air. So, intuition into the cup and then intuition to the mind is the sword. Now, when we want to define what it is that the intuition or the mind exists within as we perceive it, we see the pentacle, which is the body. So, that's our physical expression of the intuition and the mind. It comes through the body and it comes through the body with. What we define as our will, what we choose to do, what we desire to do, how we live our lives, that is the will. And we use the magical wand to direct our will, which is interesting because Hollywood, which is named after the Druidic magicians, their Hollywood, the wood they used to make their magical wands to conjure up storms and to create illusions, Hollywood is essentially... Directed by men and women who cast illusions. It's run by directors who cast illusions on a silver screen. Who conjure up even, you know, storms, you could suggest, politically. Uh, through uh, political correctness and PC culture, especially with movies and TV shows being just these just onslaughts of total social uh, propaganda. More so than even forms of entertainment anymore. They're not entertainment. They're just—it's just garbage. A lot of it. So directors that direct their will onto you, and then you watch those movies or TV shows or music videos. You project your entertainment, your energy. You are entertained. You direct your will and your consciousness toward those images, and it—it it fills them. It charges them. It gives them power, and that then has an effect on the world outside of the theater or outside of your living room where where you watch this on television. So through the gods comes our intuition into the cup, and this is what I feel really drives me to do this radio show is I feel an intuition to talk about certain things at certain times. And right now, I had that intuition before tonight's show, and that's why we're going to go very deep into this subject tonight. The intuition into the cup, into the mind, which is the sword. And then from the sword, we direct our will through the wand. And all of that is perceptually coming out of, coming from the body, which is the pentacle. Now, I can give you three examples. Three examples that would demonstrate the power and the prevalence of magic, chaos magic. Various forms of magic in our everyday lives, in things that we don't typically think about, in things like politics and in things like entertainment. Probably the most memorable as of late is the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 55. Now, obviously, every sporting event, if you go to a sporting event, is a ritual. You go in, you get your beer, you get your nachos, you sit down, you watch something on the Jumbotron... They have a national anthem. If you're watching hockey, you know, they might play the Canadian national anthem, sing that. They bring the flags out, they do the ritual with the military, introduce the players, play the game, and then the it's broken up into halves, or you know, it's broken up into periods if it's hockey and broken up into quarters. And then as the game concludes, the ritual concludes, the energy dies down, everybody leaves the stadium, which is just this big cauldron where things could, could potentially boil over. To, you know the, the energy is intense when you go to a sporting event. So all sports, it's, it's just one big ritual. Now, people perceive ritual to mean some kind of evil, demonic thing when the people that typically perceive it, and I don't feel that this is a stretch to make this assumption – the people that typically perceive the word ritual or ceremony to be this evil demonic thing are the very people who typically practice ritual and ceremony more intensely than the people they think are demonic or evil. I mean, the, the entirety of Catholicism is one giant, enormous pageantry, all of it. And a, a, a tremendous amount of that from prayers to symbols Uh, It it comes over into the practices of voodoo. And we've done some shows on voodoo in the past, and I've included a section on voodoo in my book, Occult Arcana, which is our best-selling book. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. You can grab a copy if you uh, would like to grab a copy of that book. You can read the reviews there on the website as well. But voodoo is, as we know it today... Partly derived from Catholic practices, which I find interesting. However, you know the the origin of Voodoo is just like the origin of many other rituals and ceremonies and and and, and, and performances that are that are pa- like pageants. Uh, everything that 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 humans have done since the beginning of what we consider to be you know human civilization or whatever it might be it's all it's all based around the the same exact elements within nature it's all based around the four elements those particular elements it's all based around the idea of uh, of of dual energies it's based around the idea of the projection of the will what we desire what we want to 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 afford protection from the gods to to, uh, to ask for forgiveness Uh, We're always looking to communicate with a higher power. We're always looking to communicate with something that is that is a little bit, uh, you know, beyond our perception physically, the five senses of what we consider to be reality. There are there's something else. There's a higher power, a higher force. Uh, Last night, I I watched a a German movie. Um, I can't I think it's called Annie Arna or Ariana or something. It's about like humans. They go to Mars and they're going to Mars on this ship and the ship that that's taking them to Mars. uh, They have this critical error and what was otherwise like a luxury cruise to the red planet. And it was a really good movie turned into this nightmare scenario where the ship starts drifting through space and they can't control it. So within three or four years, um, people begin to create this religious practice uh, to derive meaning out of this otherwise meaningless life inside of like a, 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 a giant ship just floating through space with no direction. And it's kind of symbolic of all of our lives. We all feel, I mean, Earth is the big ship, and we're all kind of moving through uh, the, the, the universe, if you will, the solar system, the galaxy, the universe, with no direct um, you know goal in mind, with no specific direction. We just kind of float there. And so we try to derive meaning out of it by looking to the heavens. We look for gods. We look for something more uh, more powerful. And, and some people, in looking for things that are more powerful, they find uh, meaning and purpose in trying to influence those unseen forces with symbols and sigils and trying to bring down the gods onto earth, trying to you know uh, find assistance from those other forces. So whether that's divination or it's the rituals in the Catholic Church where you pray intently and have candles and incense, or maybe you're a pagan or you're a witch or whatever it is that you might be, all of the practices are really derived from the same source. They're derived from the very essence of the human soul, what makes us human, and and the feeling that we know that the physical body is not the only thing that exists. There is more beyond the physical. And, and we know that whether we practice voodoo or we practice We practice uh, Judaism, or we practice Islam, or Buddhism, or Fulangong or whatever it might be. We know that there's something more. And for those who don't believe there's something more, um, atheists, atheism is no different than any of these other ritual, ceremonial uh, religions. Atheism is a religion. People will fight me on this, but atheism is a religion. You have your high priests, you have your Richard Dawkins types, You have your holy texts that are written by these high priests. You refuse to accept any other point of view. You consider it to be blasphemous. It is a religion. It is a cult. But we have to make sure that we don't use that word inappropriately because Catholicism is a cult. Uh, Magic is a cult. Witches are involved in cults. We perceive cults like Heaven's Gate or we perceive cults like Rajanesh or Nexium, or John of God, or Jeffrey Epstein. But these aren't the same kinds of cults. So we have to make a distinction between the two. Now, when it comes to some examples, I mentioned the Super Bowl. There are other examples that we can use, such as the movement known as Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter was a magical group that utilized magical practices to direct their will toward their destination, which was, according to their website, to destroy family structures. Now, I know that when that subject gets brought up, suddenly everybody starts defining things. You're anti-black. You're racist. You're sexist. You're a bigot. You're a Trump supporter. You hate Everybody who's not white, you know, people immediately make... No, it's like, this has, this has nothing to do with any of that. What I'm saying is, if you listened to the founders of Black Lives Matter, they practiced a an old African tradition called IFA. And IFA is very popular in parts of Nigeria, where one of the founders is from. The founders also said that they are trained Marxists. So there's another anarcho-political approach to Black Lives Matter, but the organization is an organization that is based on what some would refer to as Black Magic. Uh, The main founder of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Coolers, in a video, I think it was in Los Angeles, she dressed up like and prayed to the Iyami Ayi, which is a Yoruba term of respect that describes a woman of African ancestry who is an Ayi, and Ayi is someone who holds arcane, biological, spiritual, and cosmic powers. The Iyami is the mother. So so she's literally praying to the Iyami Ayi, the mother goddess who holds these occult, magical powers. So you understand that it is magic. Their goal was to call on the spirits that would stand on the spilled blood, use the blood of the fallen to... The vapors of that to draw these spirits into our world. They would pour out libations to these spirits. It's a religious cult. It's 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 a it's a form of of what some would term black magic, which is why I did a big show on it. It's in the free archive at thesecretteachings.info called Black Magic Matters. So that's Black Lives Matter. The Super Bowl was a giant ritual where we had angel of death descend down in front of the black cube. We had subliminal images on stage. The destruction of the city. The wrapping of the human face. The destruction of humanity which is weakened by technology which is weakened through the subconscious control. Weakened through that subliminal imagery. And the performer was named The Weekend. And you combine all this together with the red lighting in the stadium and the total blackness. And this has happened at Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, even in places where the main colors were not red, which indicates AI, an artificial form of intelligence and things that are summoned through the black mirror, which we all have the TVs, the computers, the cell phones, the tablets and this black mirror Is the way in which most of us now interact with the world. We interact through the black mirror that instead of being like the magical mirror in Snow White, which cannot lie, these black mirrors are portals for deception. They are portals for demonic influences, things that are misleading, things that are malicious, things that are deceptive. And rather than being honest, these are the opposite of honest, and they draw us into the black mirror. And can potentially consume us. Now if you're a practitioner of magic. You might think well hold on a minute Ryan. The black mirror is a scrying device. And you're right it is a scrying device. But the black mirror in context with how we use it today. Is not really a scrying device. It's a portal like the one in Event Horizon. Or the Lady Gaga video fame. That draws you into the darkness. And so you have these movements like TikTok, witches that wanted to hex the former president of the United States. They tried to hex the election, and they did that all through the Black Mirror. It's a portal to destruction and a portal to a chaos that you can't even necessarily control. With I mean, what people refer to as chaos magic, or the emphasizing of the attainment of specific results over ritual and symbol although chaos magic is ritual and symbol and now there is and i think there are a growing number of them internet websites where you can put in information and it will pop out a sigil that you can use for magical practices and this is all done through the black mirror it's very bizarre i'm ryan gable this is the secret teachings we're going to talk more about this when we come back tonight right here on the fringe fm don't go anywhere This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks, no reason, no explanation, just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM.
2: Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books Just visit thesecretteachings.info.
3: Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Fringe FM, BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal the bizarre and most of all the strange join me and co-host black sky paranormals russ bailey as we discuss topics such as aliens ghosts, bigfoot and much more also we talk with profound guests authors researchers from all over the world and we take your calls live on the air go to beyond and learn more about the show guests times free registration for our newsletter merch and much more Again, that's Beyond the Strange, Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange.
4: The truth is out there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support The Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com. you way there it's Gigi from shift happens just stopping by to tell you to stop it stop that stop that thing that you're doing and redirect all of your attention right directly back here to the fringe fm
1: you're welcome this is jess Rogie host of the Rogie report and you're listening to the fringe fm ktlk digital broadcasting
0: You're listening to the Fringe FM, where the wheel of the year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
1: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline.
0: Ryan Gable, you're listening to the secret teachings on the fringe FM. I'm sure a lot of you know what a sigil is. It's a symbol that's supposed to have magical power. Chaos magicians use them to direct their will and to obtain a specific result. Maybe they want a partner or maybe they want whatever else they feel they can attain from utilizing that symbol. But In order to obtain something from the symbol or for the usage of a sigil, you have to also charge that sigil. You have an idea in mind of what you want. You create the sigil. You charge the sigil. And then you get rid of the sigil. And you wait for the results of that magical practice. Now, that is based on what people call chaos magic. And I don't believe that chaos magic is any different than ritualistic or theological or other forms of symbolic magic. I think it's exactly the same. Chaos magic is essentially an emphasis of what people might refer to as result-based magic or success magic. And it's supposed to be different than other forms of ritual magic. However, ritual is something that all of us perform every day, whether it's going up, uh, getting up and going to work, having breakfast, having your cup of coffee, that's ritual, that's ceremony, going to church, going to temple, going to the mosque, meditating, doing yoga, these are all rituals. It's all part of the ceremony and the pageantry of life. So chaos magic, I believe, is no different than any other kind of magic in the sense that it is ritualistic. You have an idea in mind, you utilize a symbol, you charge that symbol, that sigil, and then you get rid of it, and hope that whatever it is that you wanted comes true. It's actually kind of like it's a more complex way of throwing a penny into a water fountain at a mall. It's it's a more complex way of throwing a penny into a, you know a well and just hoping that you know your wish comes true, wishing upon a star. It's all about the direction of the will and the hope that you will obtain divine favor. And that those favors will pour down into the cup that is used in the magical ceremony or the ritual. And that your will will be directed by the wand. And that your mind will cut through the air with the sword. And all of this comes out of the physical body. And all of it's performed by the physical body, which is the pentacle. So that's chaos magic. And a lot of people practice chaos magic feeling as if it's a different unique new form of magic when i don't feel that it is personally i feel like chaos magic which was initially developed in like the 1970s is not something that's that's really new it's a it's a simpler way of talking about and performing rituals that otherwise are more complex it's not a bad thing it's a simple way of performing magic but if we looked at the origin of the word ritual, I've always found this very interesting. The word ritual, and it relates to the, the color red, and that's very important. I'll explain in just a moment why that is. In the secret societies and in the mystery schools, in the very, very ancient world, we're talking about Sumer and Babylon We're talking about Egypt and Greece. The Sumerian high priestess, and there was a Sumerian high priestess, not a high priest, a Sumerian high priestess, a woman who would preside over the sacred ceremonies. Now in Sumeria, there was a high priestess, not a high priest, there was a high priestess who would preside over the sacred ceremonies sacred rituals that would be performed in what is referred to as a bridal chamber. Now from their position as a sacred woman, they administered the final elements of initiation leading a candidate to resurrection or what is called living resurrection. You'd be resurrected while still alive. Now because of the association with um, things like bees and honey, which are very very important components of the ancient mystery schools and secret societies, which were also incorporated into the Bible. Those elevated to such a state may be said to enter the land flowing with milk and honey. Honey is that substance, that golden alchemical substance that is given to man through what we refer to as, uh, you know, the, the rose, which is a symbol of initiation. It's a symbol of the initiate through the rose the initiate obtains the honey. And the rose also refers to the female and the regenerative organs, another reason that when women are used or when they themselves participate in forms of espionage or they try to uh, entrap men in um, various forms of ill doings, they call it a honey trap. So this relates to sex, it relates to femininity, it relates to a, a divine power and ability to create life, and there's a sacredness to it. Now, the, the women in these high priestess roles in Samaria, they would wear robes that were scarlet in nature, so they'd wear the red robes. And the red robes were meant to represent Ritu, R-I-T-U, and Ritu is the Sumerian word, or ritu, is the Sumerian word for truth, from where we derive the word ritual. Now before the Bible, and all the text in the Bible as we know it, was translated into English, the word hyriduli or hyriduli, from where hieridul is derived, was mistranslated into harlot. So women in the red became identified as being promiscuous or outright prostitutes. They became the women with the scarlet letter. They became the whores. Goddesses like Inanna, which is a fertility goddess, a goddess of love in Sumeria. Goddesses like Ishtar and others became individually known as the whore of Babylon. And those like even Mary Magdalene were called whores, and prostitutes. Now, the female administers of these rituals and rites were considered sacred women until much later when men primarily replaced them, and internal salvation was replaced with external reliance and vicarious atonement. So, the word ritual refers to truth, and it refers to the red robes worn by the scarlet women who would reform these rituals. Now I tell you that because a lot of people they refer the scarlet woman back to Alistair Crowley as if he you know developed this idea or this concept for those of you who have studied magic you know that that's obviously not the case but a lot of people feel that Alistair Crowley and his Thelemites they they created this image and they want to they want to summon the whore of Babylon because it's all about sex and sex magic and I know Crowley you know revealed some very important things, but I don't like Crowley. And so it was very disturbing to me when I read this article today about occultists on the internet trying to change reality with a magical algorithm. There's a sigil engine, apparently online, that you can utilize to create magical sigils that will help you in your magical work. Now, that's not what disturbs me. What disturbs me is that it was created in the shadow of Aleister Crowley. So for those of you who don't know, a sigil is a symbol, it's, an, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ritual element that you utilize. It could be letters or it could be whatever it is, lines, etc. That you, you, you arrange in a way and you charge with your intention and you charge with various other means. And then you kind of destroy it or get rid of it, and hope that it manifests. It all deals with the subconscious, and what you could I guess refer to as it's like a it's like a magical placebo effect. You get rid of it; it's in the subconscious. You you create it. You do something that's like intent on that symbol, and it it, it just it's like looking at something blinking and just like taking a mental picture of it, and you put it in the subconscious. And then you get rid of it. You don't, don't think about it. You forget about it. Then it hopefully manifests. Well, that's, that's the idea of it Anywhere anyway. Uh, uh, the co-creator of this is um, one of the hosts of the Spirit Box podcast. And they described that th- this process uh, that deals with the sigil engine, um, that when you go there, you, you get this black background, and then you type your intention in and then it creates the sigil, the co-creator from the Spirit Box podcast describes this uh, moment as a prayer or a moment of reverence to the goddess Babylon, which is, according to Vice, which I can't stand, found within the Thelmic system, first synthesized by British occultist Alistair Crowley. The backdrop of the website alludes to the quote, Great expansive void from which all things spring. Now, I don't feel that that is dark or that is evil or anything like that. All things spring from the void. There was darkness upon uh, the face of the earth. Uh, Let there be light. But there are different kinds of darkness, just like there are different kinds of light. There's real light and then there's false light. There's the light of the anglerfish. And then there's the light of the sun. There's the false light reflecting off of the moon. And then there's the actual light of the sun. Just like there are different forms of darkness. There's the honest darkness of night, where the sun has gone away. And then there's the false light that leads one astray. Now, I don't know the creators of this internet sigil generator. I've never talked to the hosts of the Spirit Box podcast. Maybe some of you listen to that show. But I would be curious to ask them if they feel comfortable creating something, knowing what Aleister Crowley, at its, at its core, was ultimately about. And if this sigil engine on the internet is, is really just a moment when you create it, it's a moment of prayer and reverence to the Scarlet Woman as synthesized by Aleister Crowley. Well, even, even that isn't necessarily true, as I said, because Aleister Crowley didn't like create, he didn't make the Scarlet Woman. And that's what synthesize means it means to create or to, to, um, to combine something or to produce something. Aleister Crowley did not synthesize the Scarlet Woman, the Scarlet Woman comes from very, very ancient, ancient ritual where the woman, the high priestess, would wear the red robes that would represent truth. They'd represent the Ritu, which is Sumerian for truth. So, Alistair Crowley didn't create the Scarlet Woman. He perverted the Scarlet Woman. And so, it, it, would, it bothers me that there would be a prayer given to the goddess Babylon by, by this. I mean, that's, that's the intention, as the co-creator of the sigil engine says, that it's basically a prayer to the goddess Babylon. That bothers me a little bit. But nevertheless, what this sigil creator does is it allows you to type in virtually anything that you want. It'll create a sigil for you and then you can utilize that sigil to carry out your chaos magic. In fact, there is a at least one Crowley... Thalamic text that is embedded within the code of the sigil generator, making the sigil generator essentially an extension of Crowley and magic, which was mostly based on drugs and sex and espionage and really horrible, terrible things. Not because he was known as the beast and he was a bad guy, but because he was, uh, for all intents and purposes, Alistair Crowley was a scumbag. He was a piece of trash. That's, that's why. Uh, Crowley is not somebody that we should really admire. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff that he wrote that was, I, I, I agree with it. But that doesn't mean that everything he taught or everything he believed in. I mean, the guy, we, we, we for some reason, we revere Aleister Crowley. Some people do. Like I went to a bookstore one time. And I used to go into Barnes & Noble here in, uh, in western New York. I'd go into Barnes & Noble just to see if anybody was hanging around the you know, the spiritual New Age occult section to talk to people and hopefully make a friend. And I, I'd go in there, and one time there was a guy in there who was looking at some books, and I said, oh, what are, you, what are you buying there? And he's like, oh, I'm getting this Aleister Crowley book, man. I'm getting into the sex magic. I was like, okay, have a good day. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. It doesn't mean sex is bad. It's the opposite. It means that sex is pure and that the body is pure and that we should do things that are in honor of the body, in honor of the divine, not pervert sex and pervert the body. I don't know how many times you know I've been to a conference and people think that connecting with the divine means they take a bunch of drugs and they bang each other. Uh, you know They snort coke and then they blow each other. That is not the divine. That is the opposite of the divine. You're perverting the divine. In the mystery schools, you abstain from sex, you abstain from social contact, you abstain from drugs, you abstain from alcohol, you abstain from meat, for that matter, animal product at all. A lot of the greatest philosophers and occultists were, they didn't eat meat at all. They were like, they were magicians, they were occultists, they were vegetarians, they were vegans, essentially, to some extent. A lot of them ate honey, but that's debatable even in the vegan community today. But they did that because they believed that the animal flesh would pull them deeper into Malkuth, pull them deeper into the material. It would crystallize their existence more. So they, they didn't they didn't want to participate in that. They didn't they didn't eat that kind of stuff. So the sigil engine, and I'm not promoting it, but the sigil engine cre- engine creates these sigils that can be used to carry out the will of the operator. And it's like, okay, fine, but it's weird that they based it on, the creators based it on the religion of Thelma and Alistair Crowley, and they say, get this, the co-creator from the Spirit Box podcast, and I'm I'm not attacking this person, I'm just simply saying this is how they described it, they described the process of utilizing the website as a prayer or a moment of reverence to the goddess Babylon. Otherwise known as the Whore of Babylon or the Scarlet Woman, which Vice, and this isn't a big surprise. I don't like Vice. Vice is like, oh, Aleister Crowley first synthesized the the Scarlet Woman. Uh, No, he didn't. He did not synthesize the Scarlet Woman. This is an old concept. So uh, Tamalin McGee, who wrote this for Vice, is just wrong. But that's Vice. So, you know, it's going to be wrong. Like 99% of the other stuff they write is just garbage. Just hardcore, liberal, left-leaning, you know, disgusting piece of propaganda is what most of the stuff on Vice is. Nevertheless, I find it really, really strange and really, really odd how magic has become political, too. You know, magic's political now. Did you know that magicians choose political sides and they use magic to attack each other? That sounds like infantile behavior to me. But it is it is it is you know that it is magical and it is political why because a lot of magical witches now they use their magic to attack republicans. And don't you dare say Ryan you're making this political no I'm not I'm not the one using magic to hex you know the GOP because I don't like republicans for some reason. I'm not using magic to hex liberals because I don't like liberals for some reason. I'm asking why for the last 5 years were TikTok witches and others trying to cast spells on President Donald Trump or trying to hex the presidential election. And here's, the, here's the, the crazy thing. Since Trump didn't win the election, a lot of these witches probably feel vindicated. Like, oh, it's because I took my titties out on TikTok and I hexed the president. That's why he's not president anymore. Uh, it's because of the, the divine lioness in me. No, it's just because of fraud. (laughs) It's because of fraud. It's not because you took your tits out on TikTok, okay? Maybe you don't think the election was fraudulent. Virtually every election is fraudulent. Let's put it that way. But TikTok, witches that was a big thing. Now, on the other side of that spectrum, you'd get like conservative people who would be like, these are demonic people. How dare you try to cast your demonic black magic spells on our wonderful president, uh, let me be very clear, you are as delusional as the people trying to hex or trying to cast spells on a president or a presidential election. Because those conservative people who have that mindset of, you're casting your black magic on us, are the same people that will throw the Bible at you, which is literally a book of magic. you know. Or you go to church and they do the apple bobbing, which is literally a divinatory practice to determine who will be married next, like throwing flowers, and then you do apple bobbing when you have your Halloween get-togethers for your church, and that's divination, but nobody cares because it's Christianized. You know, The point is, it doesn't matter if you're left or right. It doesn't matter if you're a witch or a pagan or a Christian or a Buddhist. It doesn't matter what you are. It's all ritual. Every morning you get up, you get a cup of coffee, you go to work, you get up, you have breakfast, you go to work. I don't care what it is that you do on a daily basis. It's all ritual. When you focus your attention on it to control it through your will and through the intention that you have, waving that magic wand, that's how you take control, through magical means. Now, beyond the TikTok witches, and beyond the sigil generators online, which are done through the black mirrors of the computer and of the TV, in this Vice article they even have they have this image where there's candles and ruins and there's a palmistry hand and there's a god a triple goddess. Oh, they love that goddess image, don't they? Don't why, why do people that are like the TikTok witches why do they like the goddess image? Is it because most of them are incredibly overweight and the goddess is overweight? Well, you know, they're misidentifying that too. The goddess isn't overweight. It it's meant to extenuate the curves of the woman. And the, the portal by which life comes into this world, it's not meant to depict women that are oversized and gargantuan, you know, because, you know, the goddesses in the ancient days were, were weird left-leaning liberals. That's not what it's meant to represent, okay? But they have that symbol, and then they have a computer in the middle with a black screen, so it's a black mirror. It, it, it's a scrying device. That disturbs me, when you have the concept of the sigil engine based on the Whore of Babylon and Aleister Crowley Thelmic religious practices, which are essentially, even though there's, there's, some, there's some right to, to them, there's some truth to them, if you want to use that word, they're also based on depravity, they're based on animal, animalistic um, you know, obsession, they're based on drugs and sex, That's not a good thing you want to put your intention into and then stare into a black mirror and have this thing generate something for you. I understand that's 21st century witchcraft and magic. That's cool. But if you understood magic, you probably wouldn't be playing with something like that, which is what you're ultimately doing. The TikTok witches and... But beyond TikTok witches, witchcraft in general is on the rise. And especially among millennials. Now, this is where there's like... There's like a a fine line, a very fine line, and it becomes difficult to determine who's a real witch, like who's a real witch? Who's a real witch practitioner? Who's a real real pagan practitioner? And who just likes to pop their titties out on TikTok? You know, there's a big difference. So witchcraft, according to polls, there's a number of them, is on the rise. There are more people that are witches today than ever. And according to Newsweek, The number of witches has risen dramatically across the U.S. because millennials have rejected Christianity. Well, Christians have rejected Christianity as a whole because they don't stand for what Christianity used to stand for much like a lot of muslims don't stand for islam or jews stand for judaism there's uh, just like a lot of magicians don't stand for actual magic they they think you know magic is let me get online and generate a sigil and then I'll use that to make a bunch of money and get a hot girlfriend i don't think that's how it works and if it does you're going to summon something you don't really want to summon or play with but that's just my opinion i don't really know what i'm talking about witches on tiktok witches in the real world it seems like there's a heavy emphasis on that you know witches and witchcraft why well, because just like in any religion or any uh, cult practice, not occult, cult practice, where there's um, confusion as per what the practice really is about and things that are meant to be metaphoric or symbolic or taken to be literal, it's a perversion of the sacredness of those beliefs as far as I can see. And no matter where you look around you, whether you look to TikTok or you look to protests in the last year in the United States, all of it, every little bit of it, was focused on magic. In fact, so much so that archbishops from the Catholic Church went out in places like Portland, Oregon and San Francisco... And they performed exorcisms. That's according to the Associated Press in October of 2020. They performed exorcisms at these places. I don't know what you think about exorcisms. We could talk about that later. But whether it's the Super Bowl or it's Black Lives Matter, it's all based on ritual. It's all pageant. It's all ceremony. It's all your energy focused on a sigil creating whatever it is that that sigil represents. And that is not always something good. We need to be careful where we direct our attention, what we pay attention to, movies, television, or our black mirror computer screens when we use something like the sigil engine. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. There's more in the second hour, so don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to The Fringe. Don't forget to subscribe to our archive for access to the entirety of... All of our shows and the montages and my digital books at www.thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Stay with us right here on The Fringe. is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks, no reason, no explanation, just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM.
2: Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and cover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece,
3: Hey, Fringe listeners, Dave Cruz here, reminding you that Beyond the Strange airs live Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Fringe FM. BTS is your one-stop shop for the paranormal. The bizarre and most of all the strange. Join me and co-host Black Sky Paranormals Russ Bailey as we discuss topics such as aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, and much more. Also, we talk with profound guests, authors, researchers from all over the world, and we take your calls live on the air. Go to BeyondTheStrange.com and learn more about the show, guests, times, free registration for our newsletter, merch, and much more. Again, that's Beyond The Strange Monday evenings, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And as always, stay strange.
1: The truth is out
4: there, and so are we. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
0: Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support The Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com.
1: Yo, there. It's Gigi from
0: Shift Happens. Just stopping by to tell you to stop it. Stop that. Stop that thing that you're doing. And redirect all of your attention right directly back here to The Fringe FM. You're welcome.
1: This is Jess Rogie, host of The Rogie Report, and you're listening to The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting.
0: You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the wheel of the year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.
1: Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination, where happiness is an illusion, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline.
0: listening to the secret teachings on the fringe FM I'm your host Ryan Gable there's a renewed interest in the 21st century in things that are new age and spiritual and occult and magical in the last five to ten years since 2015 2016 especially there's been an interest in magic and chaos magic in particular dealing with sigils and symbols. And since the 2016 presidential election in the United States, there have been those online who have attempted to use magic to hex and to cast spells on the president of the United States. This has a... Huge backlash, of course, if you study magic. You don't want to hex somebody. You don't want to cast a spell on somebody to harm them. There are repercussions to that in nature. Some call it karma. Others would understand the simple complexities of the usage of magic to cause harm. In the sense that you project it outward to harm others... And in order, as Eliphas Levi said, to poison others, you have to first poison yourself. In order to harm others, you have to first harm yourself. But see, that's what the famous classic magicians and practitioners will tell you about magic. The people that are conducting this kind of magic, the TikTok witches and others, are doing it because they hate somebody. They, they, they literally Hate. In this case, they hated the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Now, I don't care what you think of Donald Trump. I don't really care. This isn't political. I'm making an observation. I want that to be very clear that there are people who hate President Trump. And so they attempt to bewitch President Trump through social media. Now, social media has been utilized. Through the portal that we know as our phone or our computer or our tablet. And when we turn that device off, we get a black mirror. Now, through that black mirror, through that portal, there is a world of information. But where that information is condensed into forums and social websites. There's a proliferation of ignorance and a proliferation of people acting a way in which they would never act in real life because they're weak and because they're uninformed and because they're ignorant. But online, they can do it and have very little repercussion because if they don't like the response, they can block That person, or they can ban that person from a group, or they can yell at them and then run away and never have to read the comment. TikTok witches, as they call themselves, attempted to hex the U.S. presidential election last year. They attempted to cast spells and bewitch the president. But these are the witches that I don't feel are the same kinds of witches as those that practice witchcraft, those that are pagans. For some of you, you might feel that if you practice witchcraft, you worship the devil, you kneel at the feet of Baphomet, but that is obviously not the case. And there are those, however, that do feel that's the case, and they're not opposed to it, they're drawn to it. In 2018, the number of witches in the United States rose dramatically since the 1990s, the number of witches has risen dramatically. There are millions now that consider themselves to be witches across the country. In 2020, there was another article posted by The Atlantic, which is, as far as I'm concerned, another disgusting, untrustworthy publication, but... The article attempted to explain why witchcraft is again and still on the rise. But they went back in the article to politics and the politics of witchcraft. And they say that the renaissance of witchcraft in 2020, with a fascination for astrology, crystals, and tarot, which like magic, practitioners consider ways to tap into the unseen, unconventional sources of power and which can be especially appealing for people who feel disenfranchised or have grown weary of trying to enact change by working within the system. That is a very true statement. Modern witchcraft has drawn more women than men, as well as many people of color and queer or transgender individuals. And for some reason, as this has become political, this is like Marxist witchcraft They've designed these hashtags called, some of them are Magic Resistance, Hashtag Resistance, Hashtag Bind Trump, where they attempt to cast spells or hex the president. Now, this was over the last four to five years. It also dealt with the Hashtag Me Too movement. So, basically what it is you have people that do feel disenfranchised, you have people that do feel disconnected, that people that don't feel listened to, they don't feel heard, they don't feel accepted, so they are drawn to things they don't fully understand, being promised that they'll be given power, which at this point, you should already know, is, is not a good thing. And so rather than being given power, they are used and have their power taken from them to advance political agendas and political movements that have nothing to do with equality or justice. They're just political agendas and movements that have tapped into the disenfranchised through the Internet on all sides of the political spectrum and promised these people that follow this type of thought that they'll be given power when really that power is stripped away, and they're used to power the sigil, to power the intent, which is to do what Black Lives Matter intended to do, which according to their website was to destroy the family unit and to destroy men and to destroy communities. So that children were raised in villages, like Hillary Clinton said. Children will be raised in villages with comrades, and there will be no more family unit, no more family structure, no more moms and dads, and these words are offensive. So you see that TikTok witches and Black Lives Matter isn't really about fighting injustice and resistance. These are just words that make you feel empowered. Those are sigils that make you feel that you've got some kind of power, but it's not power. It's, it's a faux power that the so-called devil gives you to make you think that you have power. I mean, I don't want to get too detailed, but I was, I was going to sleep about two weeks ago. I was laying in bed, and uh, Hope and I were talking. We were just kind of laying together, uh, snuggling up against each other, and she said, "I've. She's like, I've just been, I've just been lied to by by everything." She said, "I used to think that you know having a, a child was a horrible thing, or you know it was it was harmful." And she's like, "Now I realize like that's the opposite of what it really is." And I mean, every time she tells me something like that, it just it strikes me really deep because. From a masculine perspective, it's the same exact thing. It's just a little different. It's just all the things that men have been told is you're brutes and you're animals and you're, you're horrible to women and you hate women. It's like, well, if you want to create that mindset, you're doing a damn good job of cultivating and summoning it and manifesting it. if you want to create a, a, a group of women who hate men, you're doing a really good job of creating that. It's not about equality or justice. It's Marxism. It's about cultural genocide. It's about cultural Fighting. Non-stop fighting. And magic is only in the middle of it because magic has been drawn into it since a lot of the people that get into things like witchcraft or magic tend to feel as if they don't have power anywhere else. So they think that I will look into the void and the void will give me what I desire. Now that is already a very dangerous thing to think, it's like going to church and thinking, well, if I pray, God will give me what I want. So let me get on my knees. God, please give me a, a Lamborghini. God, please give me the, the, the hot girlfriend or boyfriend. God, please give me the big mansion. That's obviously not how it works. Prayer is meant to direct your will into obtaining unseen support for things that you otherwise might not have the strength to do. And it's like with a sigil or a symbol, it, it communicates with the subconscious. When you pray, you're basically talking to yourself, but we call that a higher self. We call that God. But if you're praying for, can I get a car and a house? That's like using sigil magic or chaos magic to, to hex your political opponent. That, to cause harm and conflict, is black, it is dark, and it comes back on you worse than you projected it. As, as uh, Eliphaz Levi said, you have to poison yourself to poison others. The last time I did a, a show on witchcraft, I think it was called Witchcraft for Dummies. And I, I remember Joe Roop said, he's like, man, you pissed a lot of people off on the Fringe FM last night. And I said, why? It was a show in witchcraft. I thought we had a lot of witches that listened. He was like, yeah, that's the problem. They all thought you were making fun of them. And it's like, well, what? Making fun of them? I'm defending the real witches. You do understand that, right? I'm defending the real witches. I'm with you. I want you to understand. I hope that you understand that what these TikTok people are doing, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of the TikTok people are doing, and what the, these left-leaning political magicians are doing, they're destroying, they're they're discrediting, they're demolishing real paganism, real witchcraft, real earth-based beliefs, if you will. Don't want to call them religions, per se. But just because I say, there's some TikTok witches, I don't agree with them. Suddenly, I hate witches. I don't know what the sabbats are. I don't know what the solstices or equinoxes are. I hate tarot cards. I hate divination. I hate magic. You know, I, I hate women, apparently. But see, as much as you might think that's the case, I'm actually trying to defend witchcraft because I don't feel that witchcraft is this demonic thing. And I'm likewise not attacking Christianity by saying Christians practice magic too. I'm simply saying Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, for that matter, Buddhists might be some of the most pure magical practitioners. With their emphasis on not harming life and their emphasis on meditation and and are knowing, like that is the one of the purest forms of magic. Buddhists are on a path to become like very very pure, transit, tra- transcendental magicians. Like, I, but but if you say that, oh no, Buddhists, just, it's just a philosophy. At least Buddhists don't yell at me. That's the one thing I can say about Buddhists. Buddhists won't yell at you. I do understand that you listen to a radio show and you only hear five minutes of it, you think, oh, this guy's attacking witches. Well, I don't really care what you think. I'm just simply saying witchcraft today, like anything else, has been politicized to the point where if you are interested in crystals or you're interested in the triple goddess as a symbol or the triquetra or the pentagram, Christians will say you're a devil worshiper conservatives will say that's demonic and liberals will welcome you in. Yeah. Bring us all this dark magic so we can attack the conservatives. It's like, what what the hell are you talking about? And then you get others that are just like, dude, I just want to learn about stuff. I don't really care about politics in this regard. I don't care about who's red and who's blue. All I care about is I want to know what that symbol means. I want to know what it represents. So, It doesn't have the same kind of subconscious influence on me when it's used in a movie or it's used at the Super Bowl or it's used in a social movement. I just want to know what it means. There's a website called Sigil Engine. This is what gave me the inspiration to do this show tonight. A website called Sigil Engine, which relies on computer code to generate sigils based on various texts that have been included in the code. And what you do is you go to the website, there's a big black background, and you're prompted to type in your intention. When you do so, a sigil will be drawn in bright red that you can use for your chaos magic. One of the creators of this sigil engine is one of the hosts of Spirit Box podcast, which I know is very popular. And they describe the process of going onto the website and entering your intention as a prayer of reverence to the goddess Babylon. Now, for those of you who may, may, maybe you missed the last segment or you don't know, the goddess Babylon can be found within the thelmic system devised by Alistair Crowley. Now, the article I read is vice, so you really can't trust it. And I've already found many numerous incorrections. It's vice, so of course you're going to find that. Where they say in the article, uh, the goddess Babylon was synthesized by British occultist Alistair Crowley. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) Eh, Wrong. It was not synthesized by the British occultist Alistair Crowley, the scarlet woman comes from ancient Babylon she was known as Ishtar or Inanna she was the goddess she was represented on earth by the high priestess the woman who wore the red robes the red robes represented truth the word Ritu in Sumerian means truth and that's where we get our word ritual from but this sigil engine is based on the goddess of Babylon. And it's not based on, like, Inanna, the nana, the mother, or Ishtar, the Yostra, Iostra, the Ostara, the spring equinox, Easter. It's based on Aleister Crowley. And although Aleister Crowley, he published work and he he wrote things that were, I would consider them to be accurate and important, he also was consumed by drugs and sex and alcohol. I mean, he's well known for his sex magic and it wasn't like heterosexual sex. It was homosexual sex. And why do you think, you know, you all, you're homophobic. No, no, listen to what I'm saying. Alistair Crowley performed gay sex acts, not because he liked gay people, but because he knew it was a perversion of the divinity of sex between a man and a woman. And he intended it to be a perversion in his homosexual acts in order to summon demonic entities. That doesn't mean if you're gay, you know, you're summoning demons. It means that Aleister Crowley understood the divinity of man and woman coming together to create a child. I don't care if you're a homosexual. A man and a man banging is not going to create a child, period. Okay, that doesn't mean I hate gay people. I'm just saying, men and women coming together and having sex, you create new life. So people that hate life and they hate love, they invert it, so it's E-V-I-L, E-V-O-L, it's evil, it's evil. So Crowley understood that. That's why he banged dudes in the ass, or he got banged in the ass, because he was trying to use that divinity, invert it, pervert it, and summon Karanzazone, or the, the, you know, the lord of, of deception, the lord of hallucinations. He was trying to summon the devil. He was trying to summon the horrible, terrible things that exist in the void. That's why Crowley was doing it. He wasn't doing it because to leave him alone. He's a gay man. He's not a gay man. He used homosexual sex to summon demonic influences. He was a monster. That's about the only thing that that's accurate about Crowley. He was a beast, but not a beast because he was this powerful beast, you know, given to mankind by the gods. But because he was a degenerate piece of filth, that's why he was a beast. He was an animal. He's less than an animal. And so this article that I read said, to that effect, the backdrop, the black background of the Sigil Engine website alludes to the great expansive void from which all things spring. Yes, that is the black expansive void that Alistair Crowley looked into while there was a penis in his butt, and he tried to summon the lords of chaos and hallucination. Now, that void is not necessarily a dark negative you know, thing, but when you look into it, and you perform perverted acts, and you pump yourself full of drugs, you ain't going to summon something positive. Ain't there ain't no angels coming out of that void? There ain't nothing good coming out of that void. You saw what happened in Star Wars when. Remember, Luke is trying to is trying to train. Uh, what's her name? Ray, which is also Mary Ray Ma Ray Mary. They named her that for a reason. She looks into the black hole, the, the void, and she doesn't even resist it. It promises to give her everything she ever wanted, and Luke's like, I can't train you. You just jumped right into the black hole. You didn't even try to resist it. That's that void. That's that black hole that you're looking into when you use this stuff. That's the black mirror you're looking into when you utilize this stuff. Well, that doesn't mean that you're a bad person for being interested in magic. I know people's minds jump there. I'm saying... This sigil engine and the black background and the void that it represents, and you do things that are kind of perverted, you do it in the name of the whore of Babylon, that's not good. Can we just agree that's not good? But we can use sigils for other things. We can use sigils that are that are beneficial. We can use sigils to, to bring to us the things that are positive assistance in life in other words we're not drawing in the the Lord of hallucinations and lies or flies we're drawing in the the positive attributes that are given to the angels and the angelic divine beings they're the ones with the with the, the Crowley mentality that have perverted the divine when we invert it to its upright stance we no longer look down at the black mirrors and the void we look up into the heavens. And we can find a sense of being and purpose that is worth more than all the hexes and spells and worth more than all the, the thelmic Kraliites. It's worth more than all the sex magic and the drugs combined. It's a purity. And it creates life just like between man and woman. And that power must be snuffed out by the darkness, hence the perversion of such things. Hence the perversions of Black Lives Matter and their attempt to destroy the family by using literal black magic. And that's not what I think. That's what they say. Whether that's Black Lives Matter or it's the Super Bowl or it's a sigil engine online, this is all around us. And we need to understand it so we don't get used and abused by it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere on the fringe. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable, host of The Secret Teachings, right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. As we move from the month of Janus into the month of Imbolc, traditionally a time of ritual cleansing, The Secret Teachings is offering a special deal to help you clear the cobwebs out of your mind. With a one-year subscription to the show, access to all of the montages, all of my digital books, and a free copy of one of my books in physical form with free shipping in the United States and autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. Your support keeps us on air and helps to support the Fringe FM as a network. It also hopefully helps you to expand your consciousness and perceptions of the world through The Secret Teachings. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today by donating $40 through PayPal. That's thesecretteachings.info and rdgable at yahoo.com.
2: They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those
1: guys. And then they, the Democrats, go, we did all the good stuff. (laughs) It's like, you're all working for the same guys.
0: You're listening to The Fringe FM, where the Wheel of the Year turns from Yule to Letha, Ostara to Maybon. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting,
2: If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash teaching.
0: I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Check out The Fringe FM at fringe.fm for all of the broadcasts and all the podcasts. You can download The Fringe FM app for free for your dumb phone, and you can access our archive at thesecretteachings.info. I've redone the archive, so there's now a section for some free shows that we put out to give you an idea of what it's like to be a subscriber. We also have the section for the montages. You can just scroll through those very easily in a little player. And you'll also find our main show archive, which you'll have to subscribe to. There's just there's so much free content though. When you subscribe, you support the show. You also get access to every single new show when it comes out. It's all on the website. It's pretty simple to navigate. I've got my books on the website. I've redone those pages a little bit. And I've also got the new copies, the new editions, the totally re-edited, revised, rewritten technological elixir books, which are on their way here to the studio as we speak. They should be here in a couple days. So those are for sale as well. And when we talk about books or subscriptions... And I say it supports the show. It really does support the show. We make like six, $700 a month. On average, that's a good month with subscriptions and book sales. And that allows us to not only do our show Monday through Friday, but it allows us to compete in the circles of other radio shows and podcasts that either have big budgets or they have you know, dozens or hundreds of affiliates. And we can compete in name with those shows because... I firmly believe the content that we produce, the content that we put together for each show, the theme and the idea and what we, what we talk about and what we can learn and how, how unique and how different of a perspective it is on average, speaks for itself. It shows you that money doesn't make a show. It shows you that content makes the show and the money will flow in for the financial things that are needed. So when you support the show, you really help us truly to keep us on air and allow us to do this Monday through Friday right here exclusively on the Fringe FM. Others of you might have heard the show. We play uh, a very small handful of shows on aftermath.media. We're not exclusive to Aftermath. You can find us on the Fringe FM, of course. That's where you're listening now. And if you're not listening there now, you can check out The Fringe. But we have uh, just a handful of shows that go up there, kind of a cross-promotion between Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis and The Secret Teachings and a number of other shows as well, a number of other hosts. And it's because when you subscribe to this show and, and you buy a book or you buy a subscription, what happens is you, you donate money or you subscribe, it's, you, know, you pay for it. And that money is currency, it's energy. You had to work for that money. You had to use your energy to obtain that money. So you put that into the show. In that sense, the secret teachings itself is a sigil. It's a symbol. It's a symbol of free thought. It's a symbol of open-minded analysis of the parapolitic, of synchromysticism, of parapsychology, of the subjects of anthropology, sociology, history, myth, symbolism, occultism, magic, health, nutrition, disease theory. And all of it, these are just different branches of the tree of our existence, the tree of, of what we consider to be what we perceive to be life that we are living by any definition, by whatever definition. These are ways in which we catalog and classify the world that we live in. So when you put money into the show, just like I put money into the show, and it's not a lot, just a little bit, we are able to continue to do what we do because of the energy which charges the show as a sigil. And my intention has always been to present and to produce a show, to present information that is just, it makes you think. Sometimes it's a little spooky, I get it. But my intention is not to be spooky. My intention is to inform you of things that I think you should know, inform you of things that, even if maybe they're not that important, they're interesting, they're thought-provoking, and I hope they're entertaining. So, my intention is that, in doing the secret teachings, you invest in the show, I invest in the show, the sigil is charged, and it grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Now, when you look at a sigil, maybe it's in a music video, a, a movie, a TV show, people that watch that show energize the sigil. Some of you may have uh, you know, read the stories of Grant Morrison and his usage of chaos magic in uh, comic books. You may have also heard of the Spirit Box podcast. I've never been on there or talked to these people, but one of the co-creators of the Spirit Box podcast created something called the Sigil Engine. And they say that it is, quote, a prayer or a moment of reverence to the goddess Babylon. When you log on to this website, you see the black background and then you type in your intention and the website will generate a sigil based on the computer code and based on a number of texts that are Thelmic in origin. The Thelmic system of magic and ritual and belief was developed by Alistair Crowley a system that was produced by Alistair Crowley now the idea that creating a sigil directing your will and intention into that sigil and producing a desired outcome, is obviously not a new process. In the context of what chaos magic is, it's considered a newer form of magic, developed in the 1970s and drawing heavily from the, the texts of Austin Osman Spare. Chaos magicians claim that their magic is result-based or success-based that they obtain results over the simple symbolic nature of most rituals or the ornamental aspects of uh, other occult traditions. However, chaos magicians who believe that must not know that regular old ceremonial, theological, ritualistic, ornamental magic is based on the same idea of sigil magic, the wand which is the will, the sword, which is the mind, the intuition pouring down into the cup or the chalice from above and the pinnacle of the body. These are the symbols, these are the representations of the elements and these various components that as we focus on them, they help us to attain what we wish to attain. And in a lot of paganistic practices or in witchcraft, what you're attempting to attain is, or obtain you're trying to obtain favor with the gods, but you're trying to attain a connection to source or a connection to the natural environment. You're trying to align yourself with natural cycles. So chaos magic is no different than regular ritualistic magic, and chaos magic itself is ritualistic. Now, chaos magic has been turned into something more than a simplistic form of ritual or ceremonial magic. It's been turned into what I call black chaos magic or chaotic black magic. Because if the idea of the sigil engine with this black background and the red lines that are generated with the intention you type in, if it's based on a prayer to the goddess Babylon and it's founded on the Thelmic system of Alistair Crowley. And according to the co-creator of this website, the black background alludes to the, quote, great expansive void from which all things spring. I think we have a little bit of a problem here. I think we have a bit of a problem here because the goddess Babylon... Has come, to be, has come to be a perversion of the sacredness and the divinity of the feminine. In other words, in ancient Babylon, a woman was used, she was the high priestess, a woman was used in the sacred ceremonies and rituals, and she would administer a substance as part of the final stage of the living resurrection ritual. And she wore red robes in this process. And the red robes represented truth. In Sumerian language, we find the word ritu, or ritu, r-i-t-u, which means truth. So the red robes represented truth. They represented the sexuality, the fire of the feminine, and a number of other things. She also represented the rose, by which new life came into the world. And so the living ritual, the living resurrection, would help one to acquire rebirth while still alive. And birth is new life, a new perspective, a new way to look at things, being born again. This is where the idea in Christianity comes from. So it was very pure. And it was very divine. It was very sacred. It was very feminine. And that idea of the Scarlet Woman was taken and turned into a whore, someone used for sex magic. So Crowley. And the thelamic system is anything but pure and anything but something by which we can use to extract beneficial things based on our intentions out of the void. It's very very opposite of that. In fact, Crowley, who was a drug addict and I imagine was, if not being an alcoholic, was close to being an alcoholic, uh, these two things alone would have made Crowley more susceptible to darker influences. And the fact that Crowley was a drug addict, for sure, and was also involved in espionage and sex magic and just really terrible, horrible things, a lot of them, Crowley was truly a beast. He was just a monstrous, animalistic, you know, less than animal. Just an animal uh, who was probably hurting very deep inside. And didn't have much guidance. So he created his own religion. He created his own guidance on the world. And Crowley knew. That utilizing perverted sex practices. Would help to bring about things. That were not angelic. So when you have sex. And there's love. Or you attempt to have a child. There's, there's beauty to it. The orgasm. The spark of life. Like an alchemy. Like that's. Light, that's angelic. When you have, as Crowley did, gay sex to summon the Lord of Hallucinations, that's not angelic, my friends. It's not good. It's not positive. It's not homophobic. It's just a fact. Men can't have babies. If you have gay sex to summon a demon, uh, I don't have to really explain it any further than that, do I? It's not positive. So the sigil engine concerns me a little bit. Beyond that, what concerns me about sigil magic is that people on social media feel that they can utilize sigil magic to hex politicians or to hex political parties that they don't like. On the other side of that spectrum, you have those who think that the hexers are demonic, while they themselves, on this other side of the political spectrum, just call upon. God. Whatever whoever God is God will save us. God will destroy the enemies on the other side of the political aisle. And politics has become so hyper magicized that it's just like you've you've mixed together these you mix together these two liquids that are so similar you can't tell the difference between the two now. What is magic? What is politics? What so that's what we call the show. You know, it's parapolitical. It is, it's magi, magi political, or something to that effect. Magical, political, poly, multiple. So, in drawing your attention to everyday life, you see the usage of these types of. Chaotic practices in everything from the Super Bowl. We did a big show in the Super Bowl here on The Secret Teachings. We actually did two. We did one with Kev Baker and then I did another one solo. I also did my fifth annual Super Bowl show with Clyde Lewis as well in ground zero. And we talked about the Angel of Death and the Black Cube and the Rose and all these important elements, including the the covered faces of the pale man, and we have the black mirror at the Super Bowl with the red lights, and it's the same imagery virtually every single year at the Super Bowl, which is a big bowl for which all the intuition, all the energy gets poured into to manifest that which those symbols are put there to help manifest. It's chaotic magic, or depending on what is being manifested, it is black chaotic magic, or black chaos magic, or chaotic black magic, whatever you want to call it. Now that's an entertainment, that's in sports, but what about... Social movements, social conditions. Well, movements like Black Lives Matter, despite the fact that they've removed their page on their intentions, their initial intentions, which they've moved to a new page, were that they wished to, quote, disrupt the Western-prescribed nuclear family structure. They wanted to, quote, engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts which is a very, 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 very vague thing relating to destroying the family structure and gathering up pretty much anyone who's not white, who's not straight, and who's not a man, despite the fact that the movement was supposedly based on a black man, Trayvon Martin. But if you read what they say, this is their intent. Now, they can tell you on the surface, ah, oh, it's about black folks. It's not about black folks. The, This is their intent. I have a copy of it. This was their intent. So that's their intent. And then the symbols and the sigils they use that you watch in awe. Like, look at this obese black woman dressed up like an angel with rags. Oh, she's a wonderful divine being. While she's literally recreating, Patrice Kohler's recreated the fallen angel in the Garden of Eden in this bizarre ritual she performed, and she's talking over it, and she's saying things in a voiceover that are true. She's talking about incarceration and statistics and things that are very true, but then when you watch the video, it's communicating to the subconscious, these typical images, and she says that she's praying to the Iyami-ayi. Well, the Iyami-ayi means mother goddess, but not necessarily a mother goddess in the sense of that which brings life. She's praying to the mother goddess, the Ayi, who is an an arcanist, a biological, spiritual uh, woman who has these powers. In other words, she's praying to a mother goddess or what some might define, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but some might define as a mother witch. She's praying to essentially... Lady Gaga, the mother monster. She's praying to those things that are perverse. She's praying to the beast. She's praying to the Scarlet Woman, in a sense. She's praying to those things which are which are grotesque. They want to, Black Lives Matter, call on spirits and use the spilled blood of people that are killed to summon those spirits with the vapors of that blood, and they want to pour out libations to these spirits. These are things that they've said. Black Lives Matter... Is not black lives that matter, it's black magic that matters. They are practitioners of the Ifa religion, along with other various black magical practices, using necromancy to summon things, to, to draw in things through spilled blood, blood sacrifice, to carry out what their intention is. And what is their intention? Destroy the family structure. If their intention is to destroy the family structure, it doesn't matter what they say on the surface, all the people that paid attention because, of course, Black Lives Matter, you fed that. You fed that destruction. You fed that grotesqueness. I guess I'm just silly for reading what their intentions were because intentions matter. There's a huge difference between running somebody over with your car intentionally and somebody running out in the middle of the road not paying attention and you not being able to hit the brakes and accidentally hitting them. There's a difference between manslaughter and things that are an accident. You can still be charged with manslaughter for an accident, but there's a big difference. Intention matters. Intention might be one of the only things that does matter. And so when you use a sigil, you put your intent into it. You charge it. And when you intend and you charge, you create and you manifest. And whether it's the Super Bowl or it's Black Lives Matter or it's the political nature of magic today, all of these things come together and they show us the powerful unseen forces that so many for various reasons are attempting to tap into. And they show us that things are not as they seem, you might think, well, I just don't like Trump. I just don't like this politician. Of course, let's hex them. You don't understand that that will come back on you far harsher than what you projected outward because the intent to harm others is an intent to harm yourself. It's an action to harm yourself. You might think, oh, it's Black Lives Matter. I care about blacks. Really? Well, their intent is to destroy the black community in their own words. So you're actually supporting something that is the opposite of what you think you're supporting because you're virtue signaling that you're a great person. And you, of course, can't read, you know, Department of Justice, FBI, Unified Crime Report statistics either because they all say the opposite of what BLM says. You might think the Super Bowl is just a fun, great time. Look, it's Patrick Mahomes. Look, it's Tom Brady. I don't like that guy, right? I like Tom Brady, but people don't like Tom Brady. So you watch. That's all you think. Like, oh, cool. Look, it's it's another chip commercial. But then they're bringing down Asriel, the the angel of death, and they got the weekend on a black cube, and the city's dying, and everybody's in a grave, and there's a big moon, big full moon, and weekend means your weekend, a weekend humanity that will die at the end of the ritual in front of a big black mirror, a big black screen, which is what's now being used to draw sigils on the internet in this sigil engine. It's more than that, way more than that and we either acknowledge that and address it so that we are not consumed by this void, or we ignore it, and it sucks the life out of us, and it begins to control our perception of reality through the control of our subconscious, or we can practice the opposite form of magic and I think that is more like the, the the former in that by becoming aware of it, we override that system and it puts us in control and then others can't control us so easily. And to me, that's my intent with this radio show. And it's not just a clever name. The show is called The Secret Teachings because my intent is to use the understanding of The Secret Teachings those things that are hidden, those things that are mystical and magical, to understand what is happening, what is going on in the world around us. And by doing that, we get an understanding, and then that allows us to be in control, rather than allowing others to control us through whatever it might be, politics, skin color, or the people that get upset because I say, you know, I think these TikTok witches are very, very misguided. And then you think, oh, you hate witches. I don't hate witches. I, I, I enjoy the subject of witchcraft, uh, the the, fa- the the fallacies of witchcraft, the history of witchcraft, the origin of, of many of the practices that are not evil. I don't hate witches, don't hate pagans, I, I don't hate anything like that. I just feel that we should be able to address it in a manner by which we consider critically all of the information and all of the data before we make a make up our minds about it. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. For the month of February, $40 donations get you a one-year subscription to the archive, access to all the montages, and a copy of each one of my digital books. They're all on the website. You'll be able to access them. And you'll also get a physical copy of one of my books, Shipped Free in the United States, autographed if you'd like. You can use it to renew your subscription. Or if you decide that you want to support us long term, you can use our website where we have the PayPal options for the month or the year. And then that will be a recurring payment every year, every month to support the show. A lot of people do that. I want to thank everybody who donates, everybody who supports, everybody who listens. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up.